This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That was a quick hour, and we are barely scratching the surface. Though, we've kind of given you the lay of the land now. That's what this becomes in December on into January, obviously. Around the holidays, uh, one of the reasons why don't take off New Year's weekend ever, and and this year it happens to be a weekend, but we see the playoff picture start to come together or not. (laughs) When things are really tight, it goes down to the wire, but the overarching storylines and headlines from every NFL Sunday become who's clinched a playoff spot, what are the possibilities, how does it look, how has it changed, Uh, And so all these games carry, they don't carry any more weight than earlier in the season. That's what we love about the NFL. So don't misunderstand me, but they carry implications now that we can see the end on the horizon. Ha, just over four weeks left in the regular season blows me away. And it's going to go fast because of the holidays. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. We've already had our first guess of the number of M&Ms in the Christmas jar. Jay, a man on Twitter, would like to guess 22 M&Ms. Does this sound like 22 M&Ms to you? I said a jar, not a handful. Is that his official guess? Right? You can't do another one. That's it. It's in. Yeah, so what we're going to have to do is you'll have to guess to the official post. Or Yeah, we're going to have to put a post up. Isn't that what we did before when we were taking guesses for, what was it, the number of total points in the NBA All-Star right. game? Yeah, and yeah. pitches for the baseball game. Right, yeah. that's true. For the, the number of pitches, that was a good one. Uh, so th- there are far more than 22 M&Ms in the jar. <laughs> a little more. A little yeah, more. but you're going to need to see the video and see how big the jar is and how many green and red and brown M&Ms I meticulously pulled out of the bag for you. Yes, washed my hands. Uh, Just like I washed my hands when I was making all my baked goods. I'm sure nobody would have a problem eating those. Well, maybe some of you, if you don't like almonds or walnuts. I never cook with peanuts, but I do tend to bake a bunch with other chopped nuts. So it's Christmas, and that means red and green M&Ms to make me happy. (laughs) We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. So find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. I would say don't register your official guess. 
of the M&M jar until you see the M&M jar. But I promise that before Monday is done. Also, before this hour is up, we will have our Mortification Monday poll on Twitter and Facebook because you get to pick which team and by proxy, which fan base should be the most miserable, morose, morbid, manic, melancholy, and mortified on Monday. See how that goes? Your host loves alliteration, as in loves alliteration. (laughs) So you want to make sure you're ready for that. We've always got more candidates than we put out there so that you can send your write-in votes as well. However, I'm thinking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should be somewhere near the top of that list and will likely get a bunch of votes. I did see some Atlanta Falcons fans exulting in how badly the Bucs were getting beaten in San Francisco, but I'm not sure the Atlanta Falcons fans should be gloating considering they're now tied with the Panthers for second in the NFC South with a record of 5-8. and And lest we forget, the last two weeks, the last two games, excuse me, They haven't even scored 20 points. They've lost to teams who haven't even scored 20 points. So I'm not sure the Falcons should be gloating about anything, really. However, this was brutal. I don't know that this was rock bottom for the Buccaneers because they're still, they're still in first place in the NFC South. But they have no run game. They turn the ball over three times. They have eight penalty flags. And it still looks ugly, not to mention unbelievably inconsistent. And a lot of that has to do with the offensive line. I get it, but this is who they have. And at this point in the season, you don't know which Bucks team is coming out of the tunnel. They've twice snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. And this is recently, right? The game against the New Orleans Saints, they come back with one of those classic Brady led drives, and they have a touchdown pass. What was it, three seconds to go? The Rashad White hold in that touchdown on Monday Night Football. It's a team that has come back and has managed to spare a few, salvage a few weeks and a few wins. But it's the opposite of consistent. And there's Brock Purdy talking about getting a dap, getting a hug from Tom Brady after the game. At least he did that instead of walking off the field because he generally gets really ticked off. Usually calms down by the time he does his post-game press conference, but I can understand why he's grumpy. I hope Todd Bowles is grumpy too. Once again, the Buccaneers fall below 500. They're now 6-7. and seven. I see why they're the number one defense. We obviously, uh, you know... We didn't do a good enough job in any area of our offensive to uh, score enough points. And uh, I'll go out this week and try to do a lot better job than I did today. Everyone's got to play better, but, you know, we're just not playing. We just have not played consistently well very often. We haven't played it for four quarters. We played it a little bit uh, at times, uh, not today at all. But some games where we play well for five minutes and don't play well for 55 minutes. We knew it was kind of going to be a chess match with him, and we knew that he gets the ball out quick, and that's why it was tough to uh, to get home on him. But <clears throat> just playing everything deep to short, and there was some long drives in there where, you know, they're dinking and dunking us down the field, 
And I still think that even that, that touchdown that they had, we still could have stopped them right there. But it honestly was just resilience all the way through, like guys coming up, making tackles, like every single time. I was so proud of those guys and just... You know, first of all, you got to take away all the other stuff so you don't give them that many freebies. And, you know, they, they almost had one with the hell of a play that they had. It was a three-man rush, it looked like. Tom just went all the way across the board and just waited long enough for the zone coverage to break down. Um, but besides that, I mean, our guys, to get turnovers versus him, which is as hard as any quarterback there is, um, you know, when he starts to get into that, when he's down and you know he's going to be throwing at each play, he's a really tough guy to stop um, and to keep him out of the end zone all those times, even when he was. Was kind of trying to take it over with the two-minute type offense um, besides the one that we did give up uh, that was very impressive and just how many guys that went down throughout the game on the defense and just having to adjust with that and um, those guys be able to still finish it because we didn't have any people left. Kyle Shanahan thrilled with his defense. Yes, excited about the rookie Brock Purdy and all the weapons they have on offense, but you hear from Fred Warner and Kyle Shanahan the defense didn't even love giving up a touchdown and felt like this was a performance in which they were able to limit anything the Buccaneers wanted to do. And so it's one step forward, two steps back for Brady and the Bucks. There's so many different little stats and things and probably not a lot of things we have a lot of advantages on, you know. Um, so we're just going to try to get back to work this week and you know, play a good team at home and see if we do a lot better job. We got to decide what kind of team we want to be. We can't be one set of bucks and another set of bucks. It's got to mean something. We got a one-game lead with four games to go. Either we want it or we don't. No, we got to play better. We got to play better. We know what Donovan is. We can't have the penalties. It's bucks beating bucks. He had some last week. He had some this week. He's got to play better. We got to play better as a group. We got to coach better as a group. We got to decide who we want to be. I like that. I like that that idea. It's put up or shut up time. Or as Mike Tomlin says, it's put up and shut up time. Except it's week 14. And it's been this way. Flip-flopping back and forth. For the, essentially the entire season. And it just so happens that they are playing in one of the worst divisions in football. But it doesn't, it doesn't automatically go away just because Brady's back in the playoffs. If they should happen to lose first place in the NFC South, they're not going to go as a wild card team because of how bad their record is. And even if they do host a playoff game wild card weekend, it's going to be tough sledding when you think about the teams, potentially the Dallas Cowboys, who could end up at their place for the opening round of the postseason. So right now it's rough for Brady and the Bucks. Anytime I see Leonard Fournette, it's like a missing child has been found. Leonard Fournette on the side of a milk carton. Do they still do that? I don't even know. That may, might just be know. a 90s thing. Uh, putting the photos of children on the side of milk cartons. But yeah, it's a team that you cannot have any faith in. And we asked that question a couple of weeks ago. Which teams inspire faith? Which teams inspire confidence? And it's definitely not the Buccaneers. But congratulations to the Niners. Longest win streak in the NFL right now. It's six games since the trade of Christian McCaffrey, who says we are all on the same page, which a lot of times is half the battle. That's one thing I realize is you can call the right play and it doesn't work because, you know, lack of execution. You can call the wrong play 
and it does work because of execution and guys playing beyond the X's and O's. And so for us, you know, it's about trusting our game plan. Our game plans have been great, and uh, I think everyone on that offense trusts the play call, and, um, you know, it's up to us to go make them come to life. Niners moved to 9-4, and four, and this is with their third-string quarterback, or their third quarterback of the season. But they now have a two-game lead over the Seahawks in the NFC West. That brings us to another game between the NFC West and the NFC South. Panthers at the Seahawks. And Seattle, similar to, say, the Giants in the NFC East, going the wrong way. Now, remember, this was one of the early stories of the season. Actually, that includes the Giants, too, right? Both of them. Big surprises, pleasant surprises for their fan bases at the midway point of the season. But here come the Panthers, maybe a little more battle-tested, just in general because of all the adversity they've been through, seeking their first road win of the year. And it's an early Geno interception that right away puts Carolina into the red zone. Remember, this is Sam Darnold's team now. Donald under center, ball at the 13-yard line of Seattle. Foreman the deep back, three receivers, Shai Smith in the slot left. The snap, the fake to Foreman. Donald rolling to his right, throws, caught, touchdown, Shai Smith. Ball from the two, Donald again in the gun, Hubbard off his right hip, Thomas the tight end, DJ Moore slot left. The snap, zone read, Gibbs straight up the middle, Chuba Hubbard, touchdown. Got Got it. Zone read to the running back, Hubbard. He takes it in for a score. With that Hubbard TD, it's a seven-minute drive. The Panthers go up 17-0 in this game in Seattle. I'm not sure I would have thought that possible against the 12th man, but you know, in the NFL, everything is possible, even the impossible. (laughs) It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Now, the Seahawks are able to find their footing couple of touchdowns in the second quarter. And so they're not uh, they're not about to see the Panthers run away with the, this the way that the Niners did against the Bucks. Gino from the shotgun. Takes the snap. Looks. Fires inside. Reaching up. Making a catch. Touchdown. Seahawks. Like I said, when you need a touchdown, you go to DK Metcalf. <laughs> from 12 yards out, his sixth. Touchdown catch of the year. Gino looking, still has it, still looking, fires. Ball is caught by Goodwin down inside the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Seahawks! So Gino and the Seahawks offense had not given up. That's the fourth TD this year for Marquise Goodwin, who looked like he was going to get decked when he made the catch. He hung on and went in from 24. The Seahawks are able to pull within a score. But then Carolina boosts that lead back to 10 with what? A long scoring drive. So the Panthers don't put any points on the board in the third. But in the fourth quarter, they go heavy run and they chew up clock. So a lot of Hubbard, a lot of Raheem Blackshear who gets into the end zone with an eight-yard rushing TD. What I really like is the way the Panthers were patient in their execution. They weren't in a hurry. They weren't freaking out, even though they haven't been in these situations a lot. No, they were steady. And they used what was working in Seattle. Geno does end up with a third touchdown pass, but the Panthers take care of their business. 
Now sky kick right, this time he'll squib it left. It takes a bounce, it's fielded by J.C. Horn, who else? And he takes it to the 41-yard line, and Carolina a kneel down away from back-to-back wins. The Panthers have their first win streak of the season, and I'm telling you folks, as wild as this season has been, <laughs> and let this sink in, coaching uh-huh. changed, McCaffrey uh-huh. traded, Anderson traded, three different quarterbacks. There is still a shot, <laughs> and, and with every passing week, it becomes less and less of a total outlier shot and a total outside shot to a real chance they can still win the division, which means there's still the possibility of a home playoff game at Bank of America Stadium. How about them Panthers? Everything that, you know, we've gone through, they've gone through with the different, you know, coaching changes, you know, getting rid of players, or the organization trying to tank it, you know, all those different things. And to see how those guys respond and came out and played today, it is pretty uh, uh, thrilling and emotional, yes. This game didn't go at all like we had planned, um, nah. falling behind early and getting in trouble. Um, uh, you know, made it obviously a challenging, you know, return. And but we did it. You know, we got back in this game, got back in there with a couple of touchdowns, and and uh, got the ball coming out in halftime. And, and uh, shoot, it, we're in fourth quarter, it's 2017. You know, and, and so uh, from there we had to finish the game, and we, you know, we had a few chances, and we weren't able to get it together enough to get it done. Pete Carroll reacting to this loss, and now the Seahawks have dropped three of their last four, and so they're at seven and six. They're just above 500 in the NFC West, and of course that is tough, even tougher this weekend because the Niners win again. And so here they are slipping back, slipping back. They're now two games behind the Niners in that West division. That's a bunch of crap. (laughs) And he mentions that they did at least fight back. Okay, that's great. But that's not what works in December. And so they've got to figure out a way to turn this into an actual positive on the field. We responded well, and we had more opportunities, you know, late in the game to really win it. And uh, we we just couldn't get it done. And uh, that's unfortunate. You know, it pains me to even say that because, uh, you know, we we want to take those steps forward. But, you know, today it's got to be a learning lesson for us. we got to learn from it. Uh, we got to figure it out and get better. One of the things that stands out to me in this game, you know, the Seattle Seahawks, they want to run the ball. Now, they did fall behind 17-0, but that's not that's not one of those deficits that's impossible to overcome, especially if you keep the ball away from your opponent, which is where the ball control strategy comes in. The Panthers execute that to perfection. 223 yards rushing plus 18 minutes with the football meaning 18 more minutes than the Seahawks in their own building. Do you know how many uh, yards Seattle picked up on the ground? 46. They did not have Kenneth Walker, and he's been their bell cows uh, for about a month and a half now. So their rookie was unavailable. But that's your massive disparity right there. Carolina is able to run the ball successfully with Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard and Raheem Blackshear. Sam Darnold does not turn the ball over, which is also huge. And because of that, they're really negating that 12th man and negating a lot of the weapons that the Seahawks have. And so here are the Panthers, their first road win of the year, but they're 5-8. and eight. They're right there in the NFC South, which is weird. It's not surprising to any of us in the locker room. It might be surprising oh, okay. to, to people outside the locker room, yes. outside 
um, people that are in our organization. Um, but it's not surprising to us the way we prepare, the way that you know we're confident in ourselves, and the way that, like I said, that we prepare and in, in, in the way that we play. Um, you know, we've been playing really well the last few weeks. We just, you know, some games we just haven't really been able to put it together in these last two weeks. Um, we've been able to do that. And, uh, you know, anytime we're able to run the ball the way we have been and our defense playing the way that they are, and obviously, like I said, our special teams doing their deal. So um, makes it fun to play quarterback. How about that? Sam Darnold back as the starter of the Carolina Panthers, playing better than he has with them. Except for, do you remember they started out 3-0 last year? And he was playing lights out in those first three games. He was like an MVP candidate. He those was, first three and then games. all of a sudden, but it wasn't just him. It, it, I think McCaffrey got hurt, which was part of the issue. Uh, and so they trade away McCaffrey. They trade away Robbie Anderson. They get rid of their coach, who's now the head coach at Nebraska. They go through an iteration of of multiple quarterback looks. They settle on Darnold when he gets healthy, and his numbers weren't outrageous. They weren't anything that you would be posting to a, a highlight reel, but he didn't turn the ball over. And they were able to run, run, run. Run, Forrest, run. And that, to me, is huge. I mean, you you play with the weapons. You, you tailor your game to the weapons that you have. And they did that in Seattle. So the Seahawks, of course, have got a problem. If They, they just happen to have the benefit of the NFC, the NFC being so top-heavy that there aren't a lot of teams above 500. So that definitely helps them. That's the NFC West. Let's talk about the top of the AFC West. An atypical day for Patrick Mahomes. An atypical day for the Broncos. Where were these Broncos all season? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Or listening to the After Hours Podcast. being pressured, moves to his right, they're coming from behind him, now flings it, slings it to McKinnon at the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown, Batman loves this stadium, it was an underhanded shovel at the right boundary for a 56-yard touchdown. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It looked like... The NFL had originally made the right decision by flexing out of Chiefs-Broncos. Remember, that was supposed to be a nationally televised game. Wasn't it supposed to be a Sunday night game? Instead, they moved Chiefs and Broncos, this is a Denver game, to the afternoon. And originally, first few minutes of this game, first half of this game, it seemed as though the the... The Broncos, as well as the Chiefs, but the Chiefs mainly, were validating this move by the NFL. Although, I got to tell you, (laughs) these improvisations from Patrick Mahomes, sometimes they give me agita. My goodness. An underhanded, no-look flip. Mahomes magic. To a receiver does not look like magic from anyone else. In fact, uh, he's very good at it. There's no one who's better at at improvising. There's no one who's better at saying that than me. Uh, There's no one who's better at creating on the fly. It's just, it's ill-advised, some of the stuff that he does. He delivers the football any which way but loose. I mean, he just kind of chucks it out there. Although I got to tell you, that might have been a precursor to what was to come in this game. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So with that flip to Jarek McKinnon, (laughs) a 56-yard touchdown, the Chiefs really setting the tone, right, for explosive plays. And they race out to a 27-0 lead. They're able to do it both offensively and defensively. And a screen pass right side to McKinnon inside the five. He dives to the end zone. And Summersholt, touchdown, Kansas City. Jarek McKinnon, his second touchdown reception in as many drives. And the Chiefs against the number one red zone defense. Play action fake. They're going to throw it. Now the pass is intercepted off the tip. Willie Gay Jr., 30-yard line, 20-yard line, 10-yard line, 5-yard line. Touchdown. Kansas City, the defense gets the pick six they have been wanting for since the Charger game. See what I'm saying? They were overwhelming the Broncos in Denver. No doubt there were boos raining down, not the kind in cans. So Jarek McKinnon has two touchdowns. Willie Gay with a 47-yard pick six off Russell Wilson. And is this rock bottom for the Broncos? You know where they find life? Turnovers. Patrick Mahomes then throws a pair of interceptions in the second quarter that leads to Denver touchdowns. Twice, Russell Wilson finds Jerry Judy, who is now completely healthy. And this is only a 13-point game at the break. 
So 14 points off turnovers for the Broncos in that second quarter. And lo and behold, this is a completely different ball game once they come out of the locker room. And Denver begins the third quarter the same way that it left off in the second. Wilson takes a snap, looks left, throws a fade route for Judy. Judy's there, makes the catch. Touchdown, Denver. Russ looks left, now in trouble. Throws the ball wide open is Judy. Touchdown, Denver. Jerry Judy wide open. Screen set up, and this is going to be Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack inside the 45. The Chiefs inside the 40. Stiff arms inside 30, 25, 20. Marlon Mack stumbles to the 5. Touchdown, Denver. <laughs> 66 yards. Mack on the screen pass. Haven't heard a lot of Dave Logan calls uh, here on the show this season. That's Broncos radio. And so, yes, with the Jerry Judy touchdowns that you hear for your listening pleasure, and then the 66-yard Marlon Mack catch and run right after half, all of a sudden, Russell Wilson has three touchdown passes, and this is a 27-21 game. By the way, and I don't know where you all are or how your local networks navigated the late games. This was a CBS game, but I <laughs> I had Bucks and Niners all the way through. And I'm in the New York market. So CBS Sports Radio headquarters is located in New York City. I live in Jersey, which means I always get Giants and Jets games, a lot of Bills games, but the the national game was nowhere near my market. It was Tampa and it was the Bay Area, San Francisco. And I hear from some of you on Twitter that Fox cut away from that game and went to, I'm assuming, Panthers-Seahawks. The Panthers-Seahawks game, the Buck and the, excuse me, the Chiefs-Broncos game were both much tighter. But I had Bucks niners all the way through. Jay, I know you did too because we're in the same market. Yeah. But people are telling me that it cut away in many other places. That's interesting. I don't know why New York would stick with Bucks Niners, yeah, but right. but the rest of the country would cut away to Panther Seahawks. And didn't a couple weeks ago in, in in our New York market, didn't they cut away from what was it the Cowboys, Cowboys game, right? With Cowboys Vikings, right? Cowboys yeah, so Vikings. They have it was it such before. a bloodbath. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not really sure why. I just know we ended up having that game all the way through. So I was then watching NFL Network because I wanted to see what was happening between Chiefs Broncos and and then the Panther Seahawks, which we talked about last segment. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. There's still drama to come in Denver. And so as the Broncos pull within a half dozen points, Kansas City doesn't score again until late in the third. But this is kind of the the tale of two Patricks. (laughs) You got the best of Patrick, but you also got the worst of Patrick in this game. And... He is feast or famine, really. Normally, he's feast, feast, feast. But in this one, it was one or the other. Mahomes turning right, now left, spinning, trying to keep the play alive. And fires it at the back of the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Juju Smith-Schuster, touchdown! Kansas City! At 38 seconds to go in the third quarter, Mahomes kept the play alive. Spinning, turning, looking. And that's part of the deal, is that he was 
he was under duress a lot. He wasn't sacked a ton, but he was constantly trying to escape. And that juju touchdown pass that he threw, there had to be four Denver defenders who were swallowing him up. Somehow he manages to get rid of the ball. But yes, he also threw three interceptions. So there were three TDs, there were three interceptions. And the door was still wide open for the Denver Broncos. Third down and 11 from the 16. Can they overcome a second and 34? Let's see. Chiefs rush four. Wilson in the pocket. Russ climbs up, buys some time, in trouble. Sidesteps the defender. Russell inside the 10. Russell inside the five. First and goal, Denver. No feet first slide there. And Russell Wilson's down. Yeah, Russ, Russ took a big hit on the end of that run, Dave. And he's trying to get up himself. And he is being helped up. Latavius Murray to the left of Brett Rippon replacing the injured Russell Wilson. Fourth and goal at the seven. Four-man rush. Rippon a deep drop. Brett Rippon steps up, throws the ball. That is caught. Touchdown, Jerry Judy. Great throw by Brett Rippon. Back of the end zone. Right between the goalpost. Judy. Makes the catch, gets both feet down on fourth and goal at the seven. The Broncos remain alive, down now 34-27. And so Brett Rippon steps in at the end of that drive with Denver and is able to throw a third touchdown pass to Jerry Judy. Huge day for Judy. Good to see him healthy. The Chiefs, though, they have time with the ball. They know what they have to do. You know what you have to do. This wasn't even about scoring anymore. This was just about keeping it away from the red-hot Broncos. Three tight ends. Pacheco up the middle, cuts it left, 40, runs over to defend. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 
Walker now too. Pacheco drives. He's got a first down. He gains 11 yards to the Bronco 34-yard line. Isaiah Pacheco, one of the best seventh-round draft picks in NFL history, took on all those dudes in the box and said, I'll close the box and run it home to Kansas City. What a run by Pacheco. Oh, he not only broke through multiple tackles, he just kept turning. They were throwing bodies at him, and he would not go down until he got the first down and more. 13 carries for a hard-fought 70 yards for the rookie, the seventh-round rookie. I love how Mitch Holtis says, maybe one of the best seventh-round draft picks in the history of football. Well, hello, Brock Purdy. They were both seventh-rounders. That's great. But yeah, Pacheco, he seems to dig the contact. Final four and a half minutes, the Chiefs keep the ball and never give it back to the Broncos. So yeah, the Chiefs can score quick, but they also have the ability to possess the football. And they showed that. It was about being methodical. It was about not turning it over. It was about keeping it away from Denver, which let's be fair, not too many teams have had to keep it away from Denver this year. And so the Chiefs outlast the Broncos in Denver 34-28. And get this, 14 straight wins by the Chiefs over the Broncos. 14 straight. That coincides with what will soon be seven consecutive seasons with no playoffs for Denver. Now at 3-10. and All right, when we get through the update, we'll hear from Patrick Mahomes about a three-interception day. Nathaniel Hackett about Russell Wilson, who looked as good as he has all season until... Man, that scary hit and fall late, though. This is not anything that should, I mean, it shouldn't catch you by surprise. I'm I'm not making light of his injury. He didn't slide. He went head first right in there. And so it 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 was scary. The huge knot on his head. So we'll get to that coming up. And the number of quarterback changes on this Sunday, holy cow. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Mahomes steps up over the middle. Kelsey at the 50-45 yard line across the 40 and down to the Bronco 33-yard line. Travis Kelsey is now over 10,000 receiving yards with a catch of 38 over the middle. He is the fifth tight end in NFL history to do so. It's a football feeding frenzy. After Hours with Amy Lawrence. On again, off again type of day for the Kansas City Chiefs and their offense. But yes, every time Travis Kelsey gets out on the field, it seems as though he knocks down another tight end record or creeps higher on the all-time career tight ends accomplishments lists. Because there are many lists, but only one Travis Kelsey. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Kelsey always points back to his other half, his proverbial other half, and that is Patrick Mahomes, who did not have a great day. He had typical, brilliant creativity, ill-advised for any other quarterback except for Pat. But he also had some poor decisions that nearly cost them a win. In Denver, with the defense playing the way it was, He was harried. 
He was a little hurried at times. The Broncos' defense read him well. They were ready for him and not intimidated by Mahomes, though still don't come up with a win. 14 straight losses to Kansas City. It really does coincide with Peyton Manning retiring and the Chiefs' rise in the AFC West. First question for Andy Reid, of course. What about Pat and three interceptions today? Every quarterback that's played in this league a while has a game like that. Um, the one great thing about him is he kept firing and had a lot of big plays. And so, you know, you can't take away the, the three interceptions, but um, there sure were some good ones in between those, and, and it's a great learning experience. You're not going to play your best of all every week, um, but how can you build on, on your, uh, your past week and your, the rest of the season um, to make sure you're playing your best football when the playoffs come around? It's the play after the play that I like to I like to call kind of the extended play that makes Pat Mahomes the best quarterback in the National Football League. Uh, even when you think you got us, we still got one five back there making plays. We go into every season and we say we want to win the AFC West. We want to get home field in the playoffs, and we want to we want to win a Super Bowl. And so, um, hopefully, uh, we continue. I mean, we haven't done it yet. We we win the AFC West. That's our first goal. Um, and it, it's special. I think guys, I want to make sure guys remember that it's special winning divisions. Not yet, though. They're not there quite yet. If you look at the AFC West, they're 10-3, and but the Chargers win on Sunday Night Football in uh, surviving the Dolphins, and they're now at 7-6. and So it's, it's essentially match play. You've got your three up with four to go. <laughs> so you're sitting three and four, essentially. Three games up with four weeks to play for the AFC West. Raiders, of course, played on Thursday night, And they lost. Remember, that was a game in which they were looking for their fourth consecutive win, but the Rams were able to pull a Baker Mayfield on them. Gosh, that feels like a long time ago, doesn't it? I just want you to know, by the way, you should be very proud of me. I saw that Home Alone was playing on TV on Sunday during football. I didn't watch it. I didn't even turn it over for one scene. I was really tempted, but there's so much happening in football right now that I really can't spare the time on a Sunday. It was impressive enough that I was able to hang a couple ornaments on my tree during commercial breaks in the late games. <laughs> Woo! That's inside the Rams locker room, remember? That's one of our favorite sound bites and one of our favorite audio uh, snippets of the entire season. See you guys on Monday. It went on for 20 seconds. It was so great. I'm not sure there's any locker room fired up more than the Rams for a team that's got, what, four wins? Except for maybe the Lions. They are on the march. We're going to get to the Lions coming up next hour. We're asking you which team and which fan base will be the most mortified, manic, melancholy, moody. There's another one who's going to be the most moody on Monday. It's a moody Monday because you know sports make us moody, cranky. We've given you four options, but of course we're looking for you to add any of your write-in votes as well. Right now we do have a runaway, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. Check it out on Twitter. After Hours CBS, this is our most popular poll of the week, though we got well over a 1,000 votes for our Our game of the week. Do you know what you all picked? Bill's Jets. That was your game of the week. We will start next hour with Bill's and Jets here on CBS Sports Radio. 
As for the Denver Broncos, they were in this. Well, they were getting blown out 27-0. Then they turned a pair of takeaways into points, found their rhythm, found their footing. We were seeing the best of Russell Wilson on the move until fourth quarter. He decides to take off and run, which he'd been doing a lot during the game. He decides he's going to go for it. He doesn't protect himself. He doesn't give himself up. That's the term. He doesn't slide. He gets mashed. When he's laying on the field, I'm not sure if you all saw this, when he was laying on the field, the look on his face was scary. The look in his eyes. And right away his teammates are calling for the medical staff, the training staff to come out. So he's removed from the game, and he's obviously diagnosed with a head injury. He obviously ended up getting the concussion. Uh, I think our medical team did a great job getting him uh, in here, and he's in the concussion protocol now. So we'll go through that step by step process and do it the right way. But he was playing uh, playing really well. Multiple quarterbacks in concussion protocol. Two of them coming from the same game in the AFC North, which we'll also get to. But Russ had three touchdowns. He did have an interception. He was sacked six times. He was under duress a ton. Though, before he exited, a pair of touchdown passes to Jerry Judy, and then Brett Rippon was able to tack on another one to Judy. So a big day for him and the Broncos. Once they found that rhythm, they refused to give up. We never finish how we want to, but one thing I can say for sure that we never quit and we just keep fighting throughout the whole game. Even when we down 20, 27 nothing, 21 nothing, we still kept fighting. If it's time on the clock, it's time to win the game. We want to win the game. We had a chance to, but but I'll tell you, the fight that these guys have is 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 awesome. I love that bite from Jerry. If there's time on the clock, there's time to win the game. How many games have we seen that this season? We're just talking about Baker Mayfield and the Rams and a pair of touchdown drives in the final four minutes on Thursday night. If there's time on the clock, there's time to win the game. That's probably my new favorite phrase about the NFL. Big game for Jerry Judy, but the Broncos fall again. Now at 3-10, and 10, even as the Chiefs move to 10-3 and 3 and keep pace with the Bills in the AFC. Well, we're halfway through already. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.